Hello, everyone, and welcome to another SDGC After Hours. I am Derek, and I'm here with John. I'm actually physically here with John, which is weird. In the same room. Yeah, we were recording this uh, around the time that we were uh, getting our Extra Life charity stream together. Uh, but we are here for a review discussion of Vigil, The Longest Night. Who's, who's the developer again? Glassheart Games. This appears to be their first project. They are based out of the United States, but, and crucially... They are not a, a a primarily English language speaking developer team, okay. even though they're based out of the United States. So, so actually, while I'll get to this more in the actual discussion of the game, um, there are some minor issues with like dialogue and description and translation that are not not like perfect or not maybe the most flavorful writing. Are you, if, talking, are you talking about spoken dialogue or? Well, nothing's nothing's spoken. It's all okay. just text. But gotcha. but also like the fact that it's an English game from a non-English team and that it's as, as working as it is. Like I'm treating this as if it was like a foreign indie dev, you know, who did not have much resources to get it okay. translated because this is not an English language dev team. Sure. So I'm going to say some things that made me roll my eyes out of my head when I first heard it. Uh, and, and I, I promise that it's it deserves maybe more respect than I first gave it. So I remember, I remember when you first started talking about it, you weren't incredibly high on it. No, well, it is it is a Dark Souls and Castlevania inspired 2D indie game, and the problem is you start getting into that first off, like. That's Brand X indie game right there. Right. Everything is Dark Souls or Castlevania, like Metroidvania. Or a mix of all, a mix of all. Of them. Yeah, everything yeah. is Metroidvania. Everything is Dark Souls. Like it's just so common to see these games directly as influences, or maybe even with elements straight lifted out of these games. I mean, we've just seen so fucking much of it. Um, Vigil, The Longest Night, I think one of the things I want to say, while that might immediately turn people off of it, is that early in the game, I felt the Dark Souls. It was straightforward. I'm moving from one place to the next place. The combat is kind of slow and intentional and a bit laborious. And, you know, you have like the checkpoint system kind of with owl statues instead of fireplaces uh, you know and 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 so on do enemies respawn whenever you sit at the yes, owl statue? yes okay of course. right um now you don't level up in the sense of like you you know the, the very souls like way of getting points that you then like spend on upgrading various stats it's also not like castlevania where there's a traditional experience system where you just level up and gain stats so on basically as you gain levels you all it does is give you skill points that you can dump into like there's four different like skill trees there's one for swords one for axes no there's five swords axes dual swords bows and then just like self which is usually a lot of like hp hp and, and, and like you know stat bonuses damn and a regeneration that. Shit like that right but but so it's just you're just like building up stat tree it's very simple leveling up uh, and you actually find an NPC later who lets you freely reset, uh, which is quite nice. So of you can respec whenever you want. Yes, yes. Oh, nice. You have that to find nice. the NPC. They're kind of hidden, but not like that hidden. Okay. But but yes, that's that's quite kind of them. Like fast travels unlocked from the beginning. There's a lot of things that could be very frustrating in this type of game that Vigil avoids, thankfully. I will also say that as the game goes on, it really stops feeling like Dark Souls. And it starts feeling like Castlevania. And I do mean that in a good way. Interesting. Like the map opens up 
tremendously. You start fighting a few more bosses. The music, oh my God, you, you know how good the music in Castlevania is. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, I don't know if you've listened to the soundtrack for this game. It's up on, I think it's up on Spotify. I know it's up on a billion different services. I have not. It fucking bounces. Do you know who the composer is? Anybody I would recognize? Or? It's it's. It's just whoever is on this team. Okay. I think I don't. I don't think there's a. It's like a named composer, but but honestly, it's the closest I've ever heard somebody straight up capture the vibe of the the audio feel of the Igarashi era Castlevania games. Interesting. Um, Does it like if you had to compare it to one of the Castlevania games, what would you say that it mirrors? Um, I mean, it's it's close to like the the DS trilogy. Okay. Right, maybe more Portrait of Ruin or Dawn of Sorrow than Order of Ecclesia, but but like there's kind of a musical style that was maybe a little bit more specific to the DS trilogy of Castlevania, but but like this sounds more like Castlevania than Bloodstained did. Interesting. So it's it's rough, right? The combat grows on you and it gets better as you get better weapons and you you kind of get more of the skills and attacks unlocked. Uh, the nice thing is that all swords are swords. So as you get like a sword or you get you can get a a saw blade that's very obviously like, oh, Bloodborne. Yeah. You know, but like it it works like a sword, but they all use the same moveset and the same upgrades. And and is um, there is there an advantage to using one weapon over the other? I like, mean, there's some stat advantages. Um, you know, it, it seems to me from the time I spent in the game and I, I certainly didn't explore every single nook and cranny, but I dropped like 14 hours into the game, which is a pretty good amount for like an indie uh, Metroidvania. You played this on PC, right? Yes, I played on PC. It seemed to me like like weapons were mostly in two tiers. There were a bunch of weapons I found that were within like a point or two of each other, and it seemed like it was almost more just flavor. And then I found a couple of weapons in each category that were just far above everything else, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find much reason why I would pick one over the other. Right. It seems to me like rather than sweating, like finding a better version of a sword, it's like, do you like a, the sword? Cool. Grab one of these sword type weapons and drop some uh, shimmer stones into upgrading it to a plus one, plus two, plus three, drop a bloodstone into it to make it bleeding. Like it, it's, you know, dark. Souls. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the combat grows on you and it gets a little bit more faster paced. I actually really like the way archery is handled in the game because the bow weapon is like mash the button. It's like one, two, three arrows. You get like a cool like jump flip multi shot attack. Like it's 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 a move set for the bow that is like a melee weapon, but with a stupidly long range. It feels like bow weapons are always tough to nail in those kind of games. Yeah, I yeah, I that's why what, like when you're talking about 2D platformers, yeah. um I tend to never like take Dead Cells for example, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like like Dead Cells uh is, you know, another 2D Metroid Metroidvania style game. Yeah. Uh or like Salt and Sanctuary. Exactly. And you know, I always err on the side of melee weapons simply because I don't find ranged weaponry in those games to be very satisfying. Yeah. Um, it's very satisfying in Vigil. Uh, I quite like it. Now, it's not always the most effective against some of the faster enemies and on some of the, the more rough terrain where you can't line up the straight shots. But I'll say that like against a lot of bosses, the bow was my primary weapon. I mean, it was just much easier to use the bow in most circumstances. Now, you can have three different weapons equipped sure. that you can quick quick cycle through, but... 
But I, I think the bow was my clutch weapon through most boss encounters. Um, now, if I was going to say, so, like I said, what, what do I like about this game? I like the way that it began to grow into more of a Castlevania game. I like that there's a lot of quality of life stuff, like the free respecking and the fast travel from the very beginning that is very nice. I I like its aesthetic. It's trying to tell a story about like a cons- a, a very Castlevania-ish, con- you know, story about like a conspiracy and like a s- small town and 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 demons and monsters arriving and what is the cause of this and and who is behind it. I don't think the story totally lands, but I think a lot of that is just because the dialogue is not flashy. It's not super full of character, and that's again really hard for me to tell if that's the problem of the writer or the problem of translating when it was not written in English, you know, and, and I, I gotta be a little forgiving to uh, what is presumably an, a, a, a mostly East Asian based studio. So I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me. You know me. I, I love the Metroidvanias are one of my favorite genres. Yeah. Um, and this generation we have been, uh, you know, on the receiving end of, many Metroidvania uh, indie efforts of incredible quality. When you're yes. talking of like everything from Hollow Knight to uh, Dead Cells, which is my personal favorite mm-hmm. uh, of this gen, to Salt and Sanctuary, which was great, uh, to Bloodstained, which I, I, I didn't think Bloodstained was as incredible as some people thought it was, but still a very, very good effort from from uh, Iga. Yeah. Uh, Axiom Verge, yeah. another great one. Is this anywhere near the level of those? I think it's a step below the greatest, um, but it's better than a lot of efforts from indies. Uh, I would say there's no roguelike elements in it anywhere. So, so it's so just straight up. It's straight up like think Igarashi era Castlevania is okay. is the primary inspiration. There are some Dark Soulsy mechanics, but ultimately, as the game went on and opened up more, it became clear that this is. <laughs> This is maybe only Dark Souls on a surface level, and it's Castlevania mostly. Um, I hate that I can only compare it against these two games, but like it, it is very clearly this game wants to be Castlevania. You don't, you don't make that soundtrack unless you're trying to sound exactly like Castlevania. Right. But, but I mean, I think it's, I think it's a noble endeavor. I, I don't think it's a bad game. I think it, it needs some warming up to. If I was to give two main giveaways. Uh, of like, what do they need to work on if they were going to make another one of these? A, I would say the bosses are uneven in terms of difficulty. How many so are there? Roughly? There, so hang on, I'm trying to think of how many I fought. I want to say I fought maybe seven or eight that were mandatory, and then a couple extra that that were there's some optional ones optional. Um, and then like an optional super boss that I gave up trying to fight. It was brutal. I was going to need to find like the best equipment. And really pump my shit up before I went for that fight. Um, and I just didn't want to worry about that. But um, some of the bosses are really fucking hard. Most of them are really fucking hard. You've got you've to take them on several times and work out a strategy. And really burn through your toolkit to, to fight them. But a couple of them, I was able to basically just spam some simple tactics and tear them up. And you're talking about bosses that were within the same like part of the game, right? right? Um, you'd have, and it just, it didn't feel like this was supposed to be an easy breather boss. So, uh, that, that like boss design visually, they're great. The fights just need to be 
maybe redesigned, rethought out, rebalanced to some degree in in future endeavors. Uh, I will also say the map was too fucking big. Really? Yeah, dude. This is a that's an interesting complaint. This is a big map, my dude. It is a huge map for a Metroidvania type game. So what about the map size works against it? Because games like, uh, for example, Hollow Knight, which is granted like a thirty-five plus hour fucking experience. I will say I don't like Hollow Knight's map. Really? I mean, I think I like its that layout. That map was massive. I love its layout. I love a lot of its level designs, but I think a lot of Hollow Knight is 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 retreading similar areas in the same space um where it, beca- it the the best thing that Hollow Knight has going for it in that regard is that there are at least a bunch of bosses, a bunch of areas that are locked off until you get certain items and right. abilities. And Vigil doesn't have a lot of that. Um, Vigil has a really fucking big map that once it opens up, you can explore most of it in any order you want. And there's very few things that are gated off behind the couple of like mobility abilities that you get. Um, and there's just like, you will get to an area and it will be so big that you will travel through so much of the same area with a lot of the same enemies. And there's no boss in that area. Like it's just a bridge area that leads to another bridge area that's really big with no boss. Um, I don't particularly like, I feel overwhelmed sometimes when a map opens up all the way at once. I think they needed to block off some of these areas more and had it where like you fight this boss and it opens up this area and then maybe this area if you're good enough. To so, so play. you don't, so you actually think the map is too open. You, I think you it's like too open for, I, for a Metroidvania. And I think there's not enough in it, right? When I think of the best Castlevania games, Castlevania, almost every area of the castle has some cool defining gimmick or puzzle to it, some cool hidden thing that you recognize is hidden and you've got to figure out how to get to, some cool boss, new enemies that you haven't seen before. Like, each area has some freshness to it. The problem is that you're seeing a lot of the same handful of enemies, but maybe in slightly tougher varieties. You're not... You're running into what feels like will be a secret, and then it's like, oh, you got some shimmer stones. And it's like, I wanted a fire sword, you know? Like, give me something cool. And then there's just not enough bosses or or anything else unique to break up this big ass map. So I think less is more maybe in this situation. They could have condensed it some, you know, just by like 30 percent. You cut about 30 percent of the extra space out. Make this a more because it made the pacing rough that you were just oftentimes traveling and exploring and traveling and exploring and traveling and exploring. and, And there wasn't enough of the like the moments breaking that up. So maybe if you really love these games for the feeling of exploration and filling out a map, that'll be really big for you. But I, at times, found myself wishing that I was at the end of an area already just so I could go to the next one. Right. So that I could get through that one so that I could get to the boss that I actually knew I was moving towards. I don't know. That that maybe sounds very critical, but like, (laughs) again, I I think I, I enjoyed it in the end. Would you go back and revisit it? You know, I don't know. Um, and I think that's not a bad thing coming from me. It takes a lot to make me revisit a game. And the fact that I'm considering it with this, it wouldn't be anytime soon. I was going to say, because you you tend to, outside of a few rare exceptions, you tend to not go back and replay games. You no. have to see what else is out there. I've got, man, there's too many games out there for me to replay stuff for the most part. But 
some of my absolute favorites I will revisit. And then something about Metroidvanias does make me want to revisit them sometimes. Yeah. And and that is the case with, with Vigil. It it makes me kind of think, okay, well, maybe I could New Game Plus this, you know, if that's an option. I didn't actually even check. Um, or even just start it over knowing what I know. Right. You know, and it could be maybe a bit of a different experience and see if I can find some more. Maybe I just load up my save right before the final boss and I just explore more, try to take on that optional super boss. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I also want to give the, the devs some, some credit. Within a week of release, they had done a major patch that fixed a lot of bugs that improved a lot of the translation errors in some places. And I think it's it's very cool of this this very small developer to be so immediate with their, oh, no, we're going to get to work on this. I think it's very easy to release a game and then be so overwhelmed by the process of releasing it that you kind of let it go and you go, I'll get back to this. Right. I mean, the fact that they worked on translation after people gave them that feedback tells me a lot. So interesting. Interesting. So what kind of questions do you have for me? I think you've covered almost everything. One, one thing I will... One thing I will ask is from a purely visual artwork style. Yeah. Like where does this where does this derive most of its influence from? So they like, say like like like, like and what I mean is sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh, yeah. but but what I like I haven't seen much of this game visually. Is it hand drawn? Is it is it pixel art? Is it It's hand drawn for the most part. There's a weird thing where the character, the main character is a 3D model, but almost the entire game, including enemies and other NPCs, are hand-drawn. That's strange. But it mostly still works because of the 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 2D perspective, the mostly zoomed-out perspective, and the fact that the the like shading and texture work on the model is a pretty good match for the two-dimensional artwork that is everything else. It's pretty close. But, you know, they, they say that it's inspired by a, a, a certain, like, East Asian, uh, kind of like paper cut style. Right. I don't know that I really see it, but I'm not an expert on East Asian art yeah, styles. I, I don't like, even, I have like traditional no art styles. knowledge based on that at I'm all. Not a, I'm not familiar with some of the East Asian, like, inspiration behind their their designs necessarily. But, you know, I like it. It's It's got a very kind of down-to-earth, gross horror vibe to it without going overkill and being overly gory. Yeah. Um, it's got a kind of drab, uh, kind of desaturated, dreamlike, you know, kind of a vibe to the aesthetic. You know, it it's 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 almost like if I could say it's it's 2D sepia tone bloodborne. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's not necessarily Victorian, but it's kind of in that. Territory. We call that kind of art style hoity-toity. Okay, but like it's not is not <laughs> this game's not full of itself. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, in the end, like this is a a heavily Castlevania inspired game where the guys were like, we're also big fans of Dark Souls and Bloodborne, and we're gonna throw a lot of mishmashed elements of that in there and. You know, I don't know that the game necessarily comes together to be better than the sum of its parts or anything, but I think it's a solid time. I think if somebody's hungry for a new non-roguelike 
Metroidvania because a lot of like indies have really pushed the roguelike angle. <laughs> Dead Cells is a years. really good example of that. Yeah. Granted, it does it well, but yeah. So if people want something that maybe is a little closer to that handheld era of Castlevania, it's a solid option. There are maybe better ones out there, but not a fucking lot. And if you're a, a huge fan of Metroidvanias, you've already played Time Spinner by right. now. You've already played uh, the one, the, the Toho uh, Metroidvania, whose name escapes me. You've already played Bloodstained, you know, and this is a good new option. It's it's probably better than a lot of undiscovered stuff on your Steam queue. Yeah, I'll have to check it out, man. So, no, dude, dude, that was a great breakdown. Yeah, yeah. So, we don't do scores, but like, it's solid. You know, it's it's solid. It's solid. It's worth checking out. Just be warned that it it's the first maybe couple hours are not fully indicative of how the game is once it opens up some. And I found myself really enjoying it more the more I went on. So. Well, I guess it's better than enjoying it less the longer. That's fucking true. (laughs) So no, that's all I got, man. Yeah. So thank you all for joining us on this review discussion after hour. We're going to have to figure out a new name for these at some point. If we keep doing them this way, Uh, that's a problem for future us. (laughs) All right, everybody take care. We'll see you later.